0: All right, it's time for the guaranteed-to-be-right, impossible-to-be-wrong Ryan Hickey college football player predictions. Four teams battling for a national title at the end of the year will be Georgia. Hot take, I know, crazy. Say the Bulldogs, they, though, will be one of the four teams standing. Michigan in that list. USC as well. And fourth, and definitely not last, Drum roll, please, Penn State. That's right. The four college football playoff teams I think will be vying and competing for a national title in the last year of the 14 playoff. Number one, Georgia. Two is Michigan. Three, USC. Four, Penn State. All right, let's get into some quick explanations and head into also get into a few teams that I got left off the list. Number one, Georgia. I mean, it's obvious, right? They are like Alabama. They don't rebuild anymore, they reload. Kirby Smart has a loaded roster to where I don't think it matters, frankly who the quarterback is, and who the offense coordinator is. New guys at both, right? Carson Beck now being named a starter for Georgia, first time as a starter, and Mike Bobo now being uh, being the offense coordinator, uh, replacing Todd Munkin. Even though those are two very important positions that we pay a lot of attention to now with football being an offensive-driven sport, Georgia's so loaded that, honestly, they are like the 49ers in a way. They make the quarterback almost irrelevant. Offensive line is loaded. Running backs are really damn good. So this is going to be a run first, power driven team. Defense is ready for this. Are you ready? You're you know you're kind of hearing there's anywhere else. The defense is the best defense in the country. They are loaded yet again. Kirby's done an amazing job recruiting. So again, not a shock whatsoever. Georgia going to be in the college football playoff. Their schedule is easy. But I'll say this about Georgia: the part of the reason why the schedule is easy is because they're just so damn good and they're so much better, head and shoulders better than most other teams in the SEC and most other teams in college football where there's very few tests in general, especially in your own conference. Now, the game I look at, I think the biggest test for, for the Dogs this year, it's going to be Auburn. At Auburn, I'm really intrigued with Hugh Freeze, uh, their year number one. Ring Peyton Thorne from Michigan State now uh, down to be your quarterback. Hugh Freeze has always kind of given great defensive teams fits, right? Obviously, a la Alabama when he was at Ole Miss. I know they had a little bit better skill talent. and He's a little bit more established with the Rebels, and he's going to go into year one kind of with a mismatched roster um, in terms of trying to just pull transfer portal players out on his uh, team to rebuild it quickly. But I'm intrigued by Auburn because I just don't think right now when you look at Tennessee, they are built to beat Georgia. I know the game's going to be at Neyland Stadium. Place is going to be rocking. But you look at last year – Georgia puncher in the mouth. And when Tennessee can't run the ball or gain any sort of traction, they're a one dimensional offense. And a one dimensional offense for Georgia just basically means ears pinned back, they tee off, and boy, do they crush Hendon Hooker and that high flying Vols offense. So I don't think this team, this Tennessee team, is going to be better this year than they were last year. I don't think Joe Milton's going to come in here and be the savior, if you will, or elevate Tennessee to a higher level than what Hendon Hooker was able to get them to last year. So I think for me, the biggest test is going to be Auburn. With that said, I don't, I mean, that could mean maybe a 10-point game, 13-point game. Like, I don't think really Georgia's going to be sweating much whatsoever, and the closest game could be still within two touchdowns, uh, but that's kind of Auburn game I'm intrigued by, but either way, there's no real big test Georgia has to worry about. They're going to breeze right through 13-0. They're going to be in the college world playoff undefeated. Also undefeated at 13-0, Michigan. Look, I think this is going to be Jim Harbaugh's last year at Michigan. I think he's going to go to the NFL next year, but... You talk about going out with a bang. He is going out with a bang. This roster is loaded. Credit to Jim. He has reinvented the wheel of Michigan. We're not only getting very high, you know, legitimate um, recruits now to Michigan on a consistent basis, but he is, more importantly, built an offensive system that the other two threats in the uh, conference are not built to stop. Right, Ohio State is, right, is what? An athletic fast team. Ohio State built basically a team with the best skilled players you can you can have and kind of built a team in which the NFL is going, right? The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, all of high-flying offenses because they have a ton of athletes and offense flying around. And so Ohio State built the same thing with all their great receivers, all their great running backs, great quarterback play. They're not built to win games in the trenches. They're not built with a stout offensive and defensive lines to basically win a war. something like that, low scoring, where it's more about brutality than it is passing the ball all over the yard. Penn State built their roster to match up with Ohio State. Ohio State went speed athleticism. Penn State said, okay, fine, we're going to recruit speed athleticism try to slow down those great receivers and make plays on offense. Neither of those teams, Ohio State or Penn State, are physical enough inside on the trenches, in the trenches I should say, to slow down Michigan on either side of the ball. So Michigan is now built to where they have won the Big Ten two years in a row, beat Ohio State two years in a row, and I don't see how the third time's a charm for either Ohio State or Penn State. They're not physical enough, and I don't think they're going to be able to either push Michigan's offensive line back or slow down their defensive pass rush. They're not physical enough. So credit to Jim Harbaugh. When everyone else is zigging towards high-flying offense and getting the best receivers, running backs, tight ends, you can. Jim Harbaugh said, you know what, we're going to double down and we're going to go physical brutality. What Stanford kind of talks about with intellectual brutality, that is what Michigan is doing now, I was going to say on the East Coast, but closer East, if you will, um, with their ability just to ground and pound with Blake Corum and Davin Edwards, the best one-two running back duo in all college football an offensive line that is deep. And we're talking like seven deep on the offensive line. They are legit. They are loaded. And they're ready to go. So Michigan, I think, is going to beat Ohio State for a third time. They're going to beat Penn State again in Happy Valley. They're going to go 13-0. to They're going to win the Big Ten for the third straight year. And they will go undefeated into the college football playoff. 13. USC. I don't get it. Someone help me out here. Tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey at the number three. Comment here on YouTube. Do whatever you can to get in touch with me because I don't understand why so many people are out on USC. The disrespect that Trojans are getting to me is, is mind-boggling. Look at what they have. They have USC, the best quarterback in college football, in Caleb Williams. They have one of the best offensive-minded head coaches in Lincoln-Riley. What wins in 2023 in football in general, NFL or college? Offense, quarterback play. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. USC's got the best quarterback and one of the best offensive minds to pair along with it. USC is going to be fine. They are going to the college football playoff. I know what you're about to say, right? I'm sure you're screaming at your fault right now, so I'm going to get out of heaven. And I'm going to say it. Well, Ryan, right. who cares about the quarterback? The defense sucks. That's why they couldn't get to the playoff last year. The defense sucks. But I got two things, two retorts, as to why the defense is not going to get in the way preventing uh, them missing the playoff this season. Number one, let's call it fact to fact here. They can't be any worse. The defense literally cannot be any worse than they were last year. They were eighth in the Pac-12 in total defense out of 12 teams, and the Pac-12 overall defensively was terrible. It was awful. So being eighth, is brutal. They were 94th overall in college football in total defense. I get it. The defense was bad last year. But for how bad they were, the good news is all you can go is up. That's all you could go. All you could go is up from here. And here's a fact. Speaking of this defense, for how bad their defense was last year, nationally one of the worst in the country, they were a Caleb Williams popped hamstring away for making the couch roll playoff last year. Go back to that Pac-12 game. Pac-12 title game, USC-Utah. USC goes into the game 11-1. They win there in the couch roll playoff. Watch that game. Watch the first quarter. Caleb Williams has March of Trojans down the field easily the first two drives. Long run, he pops his hamstring. Game changes. 14-3. to USC is up on Utah in the first quarter, and there is no sign of the Utes getting any sort of stops on defense. All of a sudden now Caleb Williams for two and a half quarters, almost basically three and a half quarters, I should say, is running around on one leg. And what happens? USC scores one touchdown the rest of the game. Two drives, he's healthy, two touchdowns. Hurts his hamstring, is immobile, can't run, and all of a sudden now one touchdown the rest of the game. If Caleb Williams doesn't pull his hamstring in that Pac-12 title game, USC's in the playoff last year. So now you have a fully healthy Caleb Williams with a defense that can't be any worse than it was last year. And for all the bad last year, they're still, again, one injury away from going to the college football playoff. They're going to be back. They're going to be better than they were last year. And they are going to the college football playoff. They will lose a game in the regular season. It's a tough schedule. You know, they do have, at least to their credit, five tough games because I think the Pac-12 is the toughest conference in college football this year. So unlike Georgia, uneven like Michigan where it's only two games for Michigan really none for Georgia, USC's got five brutal games. Five tough games. The benefit though for the Trojans is three out of the five are at home. Utah comes to town. Washington comes to town. UCLA comes to town. You're at Oregon and you're at Notre Dame. Two tough but winnable games. Utah last year on the road, tough. Now they come to the Coliseum. The schedule breaks in the Trojans' favor. Best quarterback in college football. And a defense that cannot be any worse. You know what that equals? A college football playoff appearance. And finally, fourth fourth and final, Penn State. This is the year. This is the year James Franklin and the Nittany Lions break through and make the college football playoff. You look at last year, the talent they had, the young talent they had, all they're missing was a quarterback. Sean Clifford was okay, but there's also a reason why he was a seventh-year senior. And he wasn't good enough to go to the NFL. So he kept on coming back. Now they have the answer quarterback in Drew Aller, and they have a lot of talent around him. We talked about before in Michigan. Best one-two punch at running back with Blake Corman and Dalvin Edwards. If they are one, which they are, the number two is a running back duo in Happy Valley. Nick Singleton, k Allen. Studs. Studs. Both impressive in their true freshman years. I think only going to get better here in year number two. You have the best offensive line Penn State's ever had under James Franklin, led by their first-round left tackle, Olu Fashionum, who probably will be the first offensive lineman picked, probably a top-five pick in next year's NFL draft. So you finally, for the first time, have some legitimate talent and stability on the offensive line with a legitimate quarterback running uh, the offense And Drew Aller. Look, we saw a little bit of Drew Aller last year. But in the little we saw, he was poised, he was competent, he knew where he was going, show off the rocket arm. I think now that he's getting all the first-team reps uh, you know, leading into this season, I think he uh, is going to be coming in out on the scene and be a legit quarterback and live up to a lot of the hype that is being talked about. So offensively, Penn State, I think, is going to be legit. Defensively, they are loaded. This defense, led by Manny Diaz, is going to be one of the best in the country. Tremendous bookend uh, edge rushers and Adisa Isaac and Chop Robinson. Learn the name if you haven't Chop Robinson. This guy's going to be one of the best defensive ends in all college football this year. Abdul Carter, certified stud. If you're unaware, on defense, that linebacker, right? Linebacker U Penn State. They give out number eleven to only the special players. Lavar Arrington kind of started the trend. Most recently, you had Micah Parsons, right? Legit linebackers wear number eleven. It's an honor. It's one of those numbers that has extra meaning when you put it on. Penn State gave it to Abdul Carter last year as a true freshman. He balled out. Now he's going to be even better in his sophomore season. He's legit. They're the best defensive back in college football. And Kalen King holding the secondary down. They are better than Ohio State. Penn State is better than Ohio State. They are going into the shoe on October 21st and beating the Buckeyes. Penn State has two advantages, I think, uh, two advantages, I should say, over Ohio State. Quarterback advantage, defense advantage. Penn State's legit. I know you got the best wide receiver duo with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Obuka for Ohio State um, on the edge. Penn State secondary though can match up with their talent, match up with their speed and their um and their um tremendous playmaking ability and slow them down. Penn State is legit, not legit enough to win the Big Ten or I think beat Michigan, but they I think have passed Ohio State and they will show this year in the shoe. Penn State is breaking through at 11 and one with a win over Ohio State on the road. That is going to be good enough to get them the fourth and final spot. So there you have it. Georgia won. Michigan 2, USC 3, Penn State 4. Quickly, quickly. A few teams left out. I'll tell you why. Number one, Alabama. I don't get the the hype for Alabama this season. The quarterback situation stinks. Jalen Monroe is not very good. And how do I know that? Because he had all of spring to earn the job and win the starting quarterback job. And he was bad enough in in spring that Nick Saban said, you know what, I got to go to the transfer portal after the spring game is over and bring in Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, who was going to be the backup at Notre Dame anyway. They're bringing in a backup Notre Dame quarterback that now is expected to save the day? Be Bryce Young 2.0? Watch Alabama last year. They were Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, and nobody else. Bryce Young gone, Jameer Gibbs gone. So now you have no quarterback, no real skilled players that have shown themselves to be reliable. No big-time receivers like we've seen in previous years. I'm out on Alabama. Defense, that's questionable as well. I'm out on the tide. I don't know why people are buying in in general or why they're so highly ranked at number four. I'm out. Alabama's not getting the college world playoff. They're not going to finish in the top 15. Ohio State, I just kind of told you before, I don't think they're good enough, uh, or I don't think they're better than Penn State. They're definitely not better right now than Michigan. That's for sure. Going into the big houses here, good luck. And I don't like the fact that their quarterback situation right now is uncertain. Ryan Day could say, hey, we're confident and comfortable with both playing. But the reality is we are now basically a week and a half away from the season starting. starting, And either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown neither have been able to separate themselves. That's a problem. That's a concern. And even Ryan Day said this could carry into the season. You heard it. I know it. The saying is true. You got two quarterbacks. You got no quarterbacks. That's why I'm mad on Ohio State, even though they have legit talent at running back, at receiver, at tight end. Doesn't matter, no quarterback, no team. Clemson, I'm actually high on Clemson this year. I think for me though, why Penn State gets the nod over the Tigers and making the college football playoff. Check the schedule. Outside of Florida State, they don't play anybody. Look, Notre Dame, I'm interested in. I don't they right now 13th. I don't know if Notre Dame is going to be sitting there at 13th by the time they do play the Tigers in November. Notre Dame is tough games against USC. And against Ohio State as well. So they're going to need, you know, Clemson's going to need Notre Dame to bare minimum in one of those games. In order to kind of boost their resume. But I'm not high in Florida State this year. I think they're going to be 2-2 two and two after the first month of the season. And if you're Clemson, you got to go, I think, undefeated in the ACC. And be 13-0 in order to make the college roll playoff. I think Penn State's going to have a better resume at 11-1 and than you will at 12-1. and I don't think they're going undefeated. I am, though, excited to see Garrett Riley come in and work with Cade Clubnick. I still think there's some talent there but not enough to get them over the hump and back into the playoff. And LSU, look, I'm high in LSU. I like the Tigers a lot. I think they're going to make the SEC title game and win the SEC West. But I think they're going to have two losses. I think they're going to lose to Georgia and the SEC title game, and I don't think they're getting through the regular season unscathed. I don't. I think there's going to be too many kind of tricky games. You even saw last year where the last two games of the year where I thought LSU had a real chance to be the first team, the first two-loss team to make the college world playoff. They stumbled against Arkansas and barely made it through that game. And then got smoked by Texas a and I just can't right now trust this LSU team is going to take care of business uh, through 12 games to go unscathed and then, you know, compete with Georgia. I think they are going to lose to Georgia. Um, and I think it's one of those SEC games going to trip them up and lead to them having two losses on the year. I don't think a two-loss LSU team is getting to the college football plow. So let me know at Ryan underscore Hickey number three. Comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Who's your college football playoff final four? And which of the four teams? Georgia, Michigan, USC, Penn State. You think no shot in hell. They're making the playoff. This team instead will be in their place.